0: Hey, Teresa, I apologize for not thinking of an intro. I forgive you. It's Schmanners! and welcome to Schmanners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy.
1: And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And
0: you are listening to Schmanners. It's
1: extraordinary etiquette.
0: Extraordinary occasions. We're getting so good at that, baby. Thanks. We're really nailing that. Teresa, yes? I have so much to apologize for in this life.
1: <laughs> Don't so we much. all.
0: So many things I've done. Things I'm not proud of. Things I am proud of that I should probably still apologize for. Things that I'm mildly okay with. <laughs>
1: Things that you're maybe too proud of that you need to apologize for being so proud of?
0: Who knows, Teresa? There's so many different factors. I feel well, like-
1: I've read your Twitter feed, so yes.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Are you talking about my <laughs> awesome jokes on Twitter? Because I will never apologize for those awesome jokes. <laughs> I do feel like, that now that you mentioned Twitter, I do feel like in today's um, like social media and Facebook, that I, I do feel as though the apology is an art that people have really lost the grasp of. That people feel like they know that they're apologizing, but the wording is like, that's not an apology. Or there's a lot of sorry, not sorry kind yeah. of stuff going on. Well,
1: and I think that so much of a of a really good apology has to do with tone. And tone really isn't something that is conveyed very easily through 140 characters. Yeah,
0: I mean, you're right. But I also think there's a lot of like people wording it like, I'm sorry you got offended. Right. Which is not... An apology,
1: which I which I think that we'll talk about later. Okay,
0: great. So before we get into the nitty gritty of today's apology etiquette, can you give me a little bit of the history on it?
1: Absolutely. Well, I ran across a really great joke while uh, researching this.
0: Oh please! Oh <laughs> oh goodness! A that, joke? You said. Yeah. Please it's, go it's on.
1: Funny. Ooh. That probably the first apology was from Adam to Eve about her making him eat the apple.
0: Oh, sorry that, about that, that whole apple thing?
1: That's the joke. Yeah. Okay,
0: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
1: <laughs> um, but for reals, anthropologists uh, believe that they have found the earliest preserved record of an apology um, in a 17,000-year-old cave painting oh, goodness. in, I believe, Lascaux, or Lascaux, France.
0: And it says, Sorry, I forgot to turn the dial on the dishwasher to let you know that the dishes were dirty <laughs> and not clean.
1: Uh, no, because it's a cave painting. Sorry,
0: I killed your saber-toothed tiger.
1: (laughs) It actually depicts what looks like a a fairly sad or dejected male um, apologizing to his female companion for failing to bring back food for dinner. It might be a hyena or a mastodon or, you know, I mean, those cave paintings are old and not like realism, so.
0: So here's, here's what I'm imagining that these anthropologists and you are proposing. This cave dude mm-hmm. failed to bring home a side of Mastodon mutton and was like, Honey, I'm sorry. and she or, or, Honey, I didn't. And the wife was like, the cave wife was like, I don't know this feeling because we don't have words for it, but I am I feel fire in my stomach. And that's anger. And then he was like, How do I make this right? I know. And he drew it on the wall and the woman went, Okay, I forgive you. I don't know what forgive is, but that's definitely what I'm feeling right now.
1: Well, odds are that the painting was not made as a real-time apology, but more as a as a chronicalization of uh, what happened.
0: It was not like an I'm sorry card that he painted on a wall. This was like, I, I apologize. Everyone has to know about this. Right,
1: right. Not like that. Okay. It, it was probably just an uh, an occasion in their lives that this cave dweller decided to paint. To be fair,
0: if I invented apologies, I would also want to chronicle it. I'm right there with this guy. It's like, you'll never believe. So someone had fire in their belly in me, <laughs> and I made it better. Everyone must know.
1: So... I mean, other than that, apologies have just been happening. There's lots of letters that are recorded from famous people. It does feel,
0: it it feels like, unlike some of the stuff where we talk about, like, the fan etiquette, you know, or, like, sending a thank you note. It feels like an apology is, it feels so inherently human Mm -hmm. of, like, someone got mad at you. Like, you're either going to, A, get mad at them back, or B, be like, I did something wrong, and I hope you don't feel bad about it anymore. And then what would change is, like, the language you use to convey that emotion.
1: There's a couple of famous apologies. Here's one from Benedict Arnold.
0: <laughs> sorry for everything, Benedict. Hey, America. Whoops.
1: <laughs> um, It's kind of a, it's like a sorry, not sorry, uh-huh. almost. uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, he sent word that the expressions that he applied solely to the Duke of Richmond's public conduct and that he meant nothing in any respect personal to his grace's private character. So he was like, I'm real sorry that I said some bad stuff about you, about the stuff that you did, but I didn't mean it for it to be about. Your character?
0: I was I was commenting on what you did, not who you are. When I said you were acting like a jerk, I didn't mean that you were a jerk. Just that your behavior was as a jerk might. Right. Yeah, that's definitely sorry, not sorry. No, no, no. You misunderstood when I said you were being a jerk. <laughs> I'm sorry that you misunderstood.
1: Um, this seems very apropos. Uh, here is one about uh from eliza hamilton widow of alexander hamilton i've
0: heard of him what do F i know you? him from mm. hamilton 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 how do i know that name
1: um oh, he's on the monies so this was uh had to do with the fact that um uh james monroe tried to um visit her and he was one of the people who was probably not on the side of Alexander Hamilton gotcha. with the whole federalist papers type deal all of
0: that stuff
1: right um so she writes, Mr. Monroe, if you have come to tell me that you repent, that you are sorry, very sorry, for the misrepresentations and the slanders and the stories you circulated against my dear husband, if you have come to say this, I understand it. But otherwise, no lapse of time, no nearness to the grave makes any difference.
0: Boom, Eliza dropping the heat. I love that. I especially love the use of the word repent. Yeah. Um, because as like a Southern Baptist raised child um and that's one of the things that i think is very interesting about the concept of like apologies and sorry because one of the things about repent is that there's a connotation to it that i both admit that i had done something wrong and intend not to do it again right you know not just like yeah sorry and then i'm gonna do it again three days later like my intention is i repent my behavior i don't intend to do it again
1: exactly Yeah, so, I mean... Also,
0: just what a good burn. No distance from the... Like, no time passed. Like, you did a thing. Like, you either apologize or you go away.
1: I mean, and they have... you B.A. They have a long history, uh, Alexander Hamilton and Monroe. So, like... Apparently, they nearly fought a duel, and Hamilton called Monroe a liar. Oh, man, I really misheard Monroe... you.
0: I thought you meant Eliza and James oh, Monroe almost no. fought a duel, and I was like, excuse me? No, no.
1: Alexander. Okay. And uh, Monroe called Hamilton a scoundrel and challenged him, and, and that was talked out of by Aaron Burr, who actually was like, do y'all, know that name? y'all don't need to fight.
0: Ain't, ain't, ain't the time for that. Now I'll see you again in five years.
1: Right. Um, so you know, when he came over to her house, she was probably like, "Are you going to apologize?" And he was like, "Apologize for what? Everybody does bad stuff." And she was like, "Nah, not in my house. Bye. Yeah.
0: Apologize or bye bye. Yeah, I love that. What else you got?
1: So uh, here's the next one: Charles Darwin.
0: I've heard of him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, got a letter. From an F.A. McDermott, mm-hmm. who said, If I am to have the pleasure of reading your books, I must feel that at the end, I shall not have lost my faith in the New Testament. Ooh. My reason to writing you is therefore to ask you to give you a yet- give me a yes or a no to the question, do you believe in the New Testament?
0: Interesting.
1: So this F.A. McDermott was like, listen, I'd really like to read your book, but I don't want to have my own... Uh, values put into question, so I'm not going to read it unless you tell me that you're cool with Jesus.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And so then what did uh, did old Chuck Darwin say?
1: I am sorry to have to inform you that I do not believe in the Bible as divine revelation and therefore not in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Yours faithfully, Charles Darwin.
0: I, I like that. You know, it's to the point he answered honestly. He didn't. You, here's the difference. Here's what I like about that response, not necessarily in the content, mm-hmm. but in today's like society, if someone were asked that question, you know there would be so much hemming and hawing and like, well, what do you mean by, and I would say, and you know it's up to, and for Chuck to just be like, I don't, man. I'm yeah. going to be honest. Sorry. I don't.
1: Well, I mean... With a letter like that from McDermott, you get the feeling that they kind of wanted Darwin to, like, be kind of ashamed about the fact that this didn't fit in with the religion and maybe kind of shame him into saying something other than yes or no.
0: You know, now that you mention it. Sure, <laughs> totally.
1: But, like, I, I mean, even though Charles Darwin was probably certain that saying no I don't believe in the New Testament would make it so this person would never read his book and probably disagree with him completely even though he'd never read it
0: now but that okay here's the thing though I think that falls under a category of apology that's more like sorry you feel that way like this is definitely like sorry I don't Is not like I am sorry that I don't it's sorry that you're going to be upset that I don't you know what I mean like
1: well, and he, I mean, he never says sorry, so it's not a sorry, not sorry in like a, a traditional sense. Yeah,
0: from the archaic, sorry, not
1: sorry. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the Japanese.
0: In the Japanese style, as in, Griffin might say.
1: As Griffin McElroy might say, the Japanese style of apology. Okay. Um, I am not going to feign to be able to say what they are in Japanese but um, there seems to be three levels okay. of I'm sorry um, one for like my bad like just a kind of
0: Can you just take a shot sorry. at the pronunciation of no, the phrase? No, absolutely Can not. Can I do it? No. Okay.
1: The other the next one is a is a formal more formal very sorry so like you might use that more in uh, in a business associate Okay, so, like, a
0: professional, right. I'm sorry, not, like, more formal, like, I'm trying to just d- describe it under as I would say it, like, the first one seems like, oh, I bumped into someone, you know, in a crowded room, and like, oh, sorry, sorry, and then the second one sounds more like, I didn't get my job done, we are not familiar with one another, like, I don't have a personal emotional relationship with you, but I still need to apologize to you.
1: Sure. Yeah, that sounds like a good distinction. And then the last one is, I have no excuses for what I've done. Like, the ultimate sorry.
0: Oh my goodness. Like, unforgivable. Okay.
1: So, like, if you were asking an excessive favor and you knew that it was excessive, you would probably precede it with that I have no excuses for what I've done Or type like of if apology. you ran over
0: someone's dog. Sure. I mean, one of those two circumstances. That pretty much covers all apologies, doesn't it? A big favor, or you ran over their dog.
1: Yes. So, <laughs> um, the whole thing about, as Griffin would say, the Japanese style, is apologies are often done preemptively, and they're done for um, the idea of causing inconvenience.
0: Interesting.
1: So, um, just so often as like you hear Canadians might apologize as the person who's been bumped into, cause you were talking about if I bump into somebody, uh-huh. you would say, I'm sorry, but we have this kind of idea that Canadians are so polite and they say sorry a lot for things that are not their fault. I fault. Canadian, yeah. Right. Like they would say, I'm sorry to you if you bumped into them.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It, it seems very likely that that's the same idea of, so this of the Japanese like you would culture.
0: Say like, I'm sorry to ask, but could I have a ride to the airport?
1: Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Because I think, and we've talked about this before with the idea of thank you mm-hmm. in the Japanese culture, where it's the idea of inconveniencing someone or owing a debt to someone, or it, it's just a, a very polite... Ov- almost overly polite where it becomes more like I've heard
0: it I've heard it said it, it's instead of polite think of it as obligatory. Yeah, just like it's not so much about politeness so much as it is the this is the like set of rules that you follow. In the
1: same way where you say how are you? I'm fine. How are you? No yeah. matter if you're fine or not. Yes. Yes. This this kind of convention.
0: Exactly. Convention yes. rather than like politeness out of like I'm a polite person, but more like no, this is just what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah that said neither one of us has been to japan so like what do we know
1: and and because this is a it's a culture where the social strata and interactions are they're almost impossibly complex yeah
0: david Sedaris says a great and uh, he talks about learning japanese and that idea of like and if you're talking to this person you say this now if they're older than you it's this way but if they're older than you and a different status like there's Factor upon factor upon factor that determines your interaction with somebody else.
1: Right. So let's talk about our, as Americans, apology.
0: Well, we don't.
1: Well,
0: okay. <laughs> We're America. We can do whatever we want. Is that what you mean? No. Oh, okay.
1: Um. So the idea of, quote, the perfect apology I don't think really exists, but here are some guidelines. It, it should be done promptly, mm-hmm. although I say that there really is no statute of limitations on apologizing. If you still feel bad about it, you should probably say you're sorry at any point.
0: Yeah. Better late than never really applies in that circumstance. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that there would ever be a circumstance you would run into in which not apologizing mm-hmm. would be better than apologizing.
1: Right. So it should be done promptly. I'm not suggesting that if you... Both are still, you know, high on adrenaline or whatever. You you can't take a cool down period.
0: I take but... back what I just said. I can't think of a circumstance. O- okay. <laughs> the one circumstance I can think of is if everything's cooled out and nobody's upset about it anymore, and it's not at all an issue anymore whatsoever and you wanna make it an issue again because you still feel guilty about it and you need absolution from the other person, then it could be weird if you're like, listen, I know you said that you forgave me or that you let it go or whatever, but I need to hear you say it like.
1: Well, but that, I think that that situation implies that you've already said you're sorry.
0: Very true, even if it's by not, even if it's through unspoken means, there's been amends made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, great, 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 you're right.
1: Um. I would say that you there are some steps to take in your apology. You need to know what you've done wrong and then admit it. You need to show remorse and ask for forgiveness. Yeah, these are all like <laughs> kind of no brainers. But and then
0: but you say that, honey. But I do think that in in today's society, especially the online community, that people don't understand the difference between the intention and the words, and that and like that just saying "I'm sorry." doesn't always cut it that idea of like know what you did wrong Mm -hmm. that's huge if you don't know that that's important you know the difference between i'm sorry and i'm sorry that i did blank is a huge difference you know
1: well you you need to know what you did wrong
0: i've learned this from you (laughs) like no joke i was really bad at apologizing i was because i i always did the i'm sorry you feel that way or i'm sorry you got upset which is
1: not a real apology no um and then cuz
0: that's basically just saying I'm sorry I got in trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well and then uh, in a, in a in a perfect world you would offer to to fix what you've done wrong. And I'm not saying that it needs to be a monetary thing, but it needs to be somewhere where you um you you offer to meet the other person halfway, mm-hmm. whether it's that your dog ruined their flowers and you're going to pay for their flowers or if it's that um You said something terrible on the internet, and now you're going to uh, follow Friday them.
0: Or you're going to tell people to listen to their show.
1: Right. Um, And you really shouldn't say it if you don't mean it. And I, I, I know that we tell people to apologize. You know, children, when they steal toys or whatever from another child, but... If you, if you really don't mean an, ap- an apology right when you're going to say it, you can take the time to think about why you mean it. You should say it and you should mean it. So if you need a second to really think about why you need to mean it, that's okay.
0: I have got an absolutely magical magical concept that you inspired within me that I would like to share with everyone but I'm going to do it after a word from another Max Bunch show. Hi, are you a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation? Well, that's weird because it's a corny show. But my friends Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica do a lovely podcast about it. It's called The Greatest Generation and it's on MaximumFun.org. I thought that this podcast was a bad idea, but I was wrong. Please listen to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. We got a lot of questions, and I think a lot of people wonder about that, like, I'm sorry you got upset. I'm sorry, right? Right. Or when you don't know. Here's the thing. I statements are so much more powerful than you statements. Like, okay, think about the difference between this. I'm sorry you got upset. I'm sorry I didn't think about your feelings before I acted.
1: Second one is so much better. Right?
0: And you're basically saying the same thing. I'm sorry I upset you versus I'm sorry you got upset. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to say – for example, if you had an intense argument with somebody about like your political opinion versus their political opinion, you don't have to apologize for feeling the way you do about politics. But you can apologize for not taking their feelings and opinions into account – When you were, when you said your thing, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't think about the fact that other people are allowed to feel other ways. I'm sorry, I didn't leave myself open to other concepts and ideas, without actually apologizing for I'm sorry, I like the candidate I do, or I'm sorry, I don't agree with you. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, there is a way to do that apology without being flippant and and insincere with it.
1: Exactly. And you really shouldn't give an excuse attached to an apology either. That's a tough one for
0: me. I'm real bad at that.
1: If you did something and you did a bad job, you shouldn't say, I'm really sorry I did that, but it wasn't my fault because blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or,
0: you can't couple an uh,
1: apology I with help an excuse
0: because you're letting yourself off the hook. Exactly. So you're not really sorry. You're blaming other factors. That's a tough one for me because I always want people to understand why I did the thing that I did. So I'll say, like, I'm sorry I did that, but I, I was tired, but it was late. I'm None like, of that. No, you still did it. Your actions still happened.
1: Right. Um, and even with an uh, I'm sorry, it doesn't erase what happened, right? So you shouldn't expect miracles and you shouldn't expect... Complete and absolute forgiveness right away. Um, because I've actually seen a really great meme on this where you break a plate and you're sorry that you broke the plate, but it doesn't fix the plate. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that if you, if you say, I'm sorry, it's not immediate. And you sometimes- need to give the other person time to really think about what it is that they want to do going forward.
0: And, and you know, it, it's not always – even if you glue the plate back together, it's just not as strong as it was before. That idea of, like – so say you were supposed to give someone a ride to the airport. You completely forgot. You completely spaced. And they ended up missing their flight because you didn't show up to pick them up. You can't, you can't reasonably expect them to trust you at the same level to pick them up for a ride to the airport next time. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't be offended if they don't ask you next time. Because, like, even if you repair that friendship, there's still that crack that's always going to be in it right so i feel like we're hitting on a lot of topics that people have asked about so let's just get right into questions if you haven't listened before or if you didn't know every week we'll post what the subject of the episode is going to be and you can tweet at us or email us or facebook us if you have questions um oh this is a tough one are you ready for a real curveball this is from heather what do you do when your apology isn't accepted you make a mistake, recognize it, apologize, but friend won't forgive.
1: Um, I think that there's a difference between forgive and forget. Um, and you can be forgiven without the person forgetting about it, which is harder. Um, but if you feel that you really aren't forgiven, that's really in their court. You know, you can't force someone To forgive you, so once you've said your apology and you've been really heartfelt, that all you can do is wait. Yeah, and it's really it's really sad, Um, especially if they were good friends before the incident. But you can't you can't make someone forgive you, and you wouldn't want
0: to. Like as much as it seems like, well, I want to convince them to forgive me. Like, no, you want them to forgive you Mm -hmm. because. It's never going to be as real if you convince it. Just like if someone convinces you to say sorry, it's not as sincere. It's not as good. Right. Um, this question is from, well, we talked about this a little bit, but this is from Rini. Um, How do I apologize for unintentionally hurting one's feelings without sounding like the unpopular sorry you feel that way? And I think I statements like we yeah, said.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about this a little bit. Even if you didn't mean to hurt someone's feelings, the actions that you took, could hurt someone's feelings and you can apologize for that. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Yeah, I say it. Not, I'm sorry
0: your feelings got hurt.
1: Exactly. Um, And you don't have to back away from your ideals if that's what you're apologizing for. Uh, I mean, hurting their feelings is what I'm saying. So sometimes it's just, it's just the best thing to say that you're, I'm sorry I hurt you.
0: Uh, Let's paint an example. If I didn't know you, and i said to you i i think meat is murder and meat is disgusting and you said my father is a butcher and that's how he put me through college i don't have to sit there and say oh i'm sorry that i don't eat meat but i can say like oh i'm sorry i didn't i didn't think to like take into account other people's lives, and I made it in like a very concrete statement without allowing, you know, all that stuff. But like, I can feel bad that I hurt your feelings without feeling bad that I feel the way that I do. Correct. So that would be the example I would give. I don't know why, I I love meat, I don't know (laughs) why I picked that in particular, but like that's a good idea of like, you can still feel the way that you do, and also feel bad that someone got hurt by the thing that you said. You see it all the time. Exactly. Okay, next question. Um, oh, this is also from Rini on a good follow up question. Uh, what should I say to accept an apology? I accept your apology feels formal, but it's okay is often met with no, it's not.
1: Um, I think that you can say thank you, certainly. Uh, you can also say, I appreciate your apology. Uh, you can also say, uh, let's let bygones be guy- bygones. It means That's-
0: a lot to me to hear that or any
1: of those. Yeah.
0: But I understand because I think I accept your apology. feels like you're taking their resume. You know, it feels yeah. very much like, and also it's okay. The person's right. If it was okay, they wouldn't be apologizing. Exactly. Like, it's not a switch like that. It's not like I apologize. Oh, now everything's okay. Be like, thank you. That I needed to hear. Thank you is the like, thank
1: you. Yeah. I, I said that.
0: I know. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> you are right, I guess I should say. Thank you. It's great. Um, this is from Charlotte. How do I train myself to stop saying sorry for things where an apology isn't necessary? I tend to over-apologize.
1: Um, we talked about this earlier, that this may be a cultural thing. Um, and I I know that we have the stereotypical vision of um, Canadians being highly apologetic as well as um, Brits, well, a and also Amy apologetic. Schumer has that
0: great sketch where, like, all the women are like, oh, sorry, sorry, what were you? Sorry, sorry. I was, like, right. On stage. That yeah. is
1: a great sketch, Amy Schumer. Um,
0: if you're listening, <laughs> thank you. Come on the show, please.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you know, in our own culture, women tend to apologize a lot more. Um, and I think that the best thing that you can do to try and train yourself out of that is the I statements again. Yeah. I feel, I want, I need all of those things, make it so that it's harder to say, sorry, but could you do this for me when you say, I need you to take out the trash?
0: I had a really bad verbal tick for a long time where I would say, like, could you do me a favor? Right. When what I really meant was, I need you to do this. Right. But I felt bad being that direct about it. Mm -hmm. But like, nobody's fooled by that. I think that like with any verbal tick, the key is to like, notice when you're doing it. Step one, notice when you're doing it. Step two, figure out why you did it when you did it. And then step three, replace that behavior with a different behavior. Exactly. Um, This is from Catherine. Uh, Is an apology gift, flowers is the most common example, but could be anything a good idea? Or does it come off more like a bribe?
1: I don't know that I've ever been presented with an apology gift and felt like it was a bribe. Yeah, um, and you see
0: that a lot in, like, movies and cartoons where the husband comes home with, like, a box of chocolates and a flower, like, forgive me.
1: <laughs> right, and as, and as long as I don't know apology... why I sounded
0: like the character from the room in there. <laughs> oh, Lisa, forgive me.
1: As long as the apology is sincere, I don't think it's a, a bribery.
0: And I think it's the other person. Like, yeah. if the person likes getting flowers when they get apologized to, you give them flowers. Sure. Because it's the other person that you're trying to make happy.
1: Um... And I think that it's especially true when you offer to replace something. That's kind of like the culmination of the apology. I broke this for you. I broke this of yours. I would like to replace it when you give it back to them. That's not a bribe. That's what you said you would do.
0: Um, this week's episode, by the way, and I'll mention it again in the wrap up. Uh, the idea of apologies was uh, suggested by Jeff Porter, which is great because... I never would have thought of this, and it's a very rich episode topic. And Jeff asked the question, what if I said something that I later realized could be insulting, but I'm not sure if it was taken that way? I think everybody's been there where they made a joke. Mm -hmm. This happened to me the other day. I made a joke and then later was like, oh, that might have been. I meant it like this, but I didn't say the second part of the sentence that makes it clear I was joking. Oh, no.
1: Um, If it's really important to apologize to you, if it makes you feel better to apologize for something, I would say go ahead and do it, but with the way of, listen, the other day I said something that I would like to explain more, especially if it hurt your feelings.
0: Is there anything awkward or weird to, like, starting an apology with, I realized it could have sounded like I was saying blank, and if it came across that way, I apologize. What I meant was blank.
1: I, I think that that's perfectly acceptable, as long as you, you do a better job explaining yourself the second time. You really shouldn't try and dig your hole deeper. Oh, no, no,
0: no. <laughs> I also think this is the kind of thing where... <sighs> I don't want to sit here because I, I'm worried that what I'm about to say is going to sound like I'm saying you don't have to apologize ever. But what I mean is that as someone who does this all the time, sometimes something like this can happen where in your head you start to really you cycle it over and over again in your head so much that you build it into this slight that it was not at all. Mm-hmm. And not everybody is paying attention to every word you say as much as you are. Right. You know what I mean? So this kind of perceived slight, where it's just... And vice versa, I would say, that sometimes you have to forgive other people when they say a thing, and you're like, did they mean that to offend me? It's like, if you have to ask, they probably didn't, and you should probably just let it go.
1: Well, but I also think that um, there's no harm in bringing something up in the way that you would say, like, I'd like to discuss this a little more today. Let me explain how I feel, Mm -hmm. or let me explain a little better. Sure, why not?
0: I think the one circumstance in which you'd have to be really careful with this is if it's, like, someone who, like, whether it's work or, like, maybe you're a big fan of, you know, or something like that, and you get a second impression, I would say you're better off just starting a brand new conversation with them and, like, coming away from that second encounter with a very positive feeling rather than starting that second conversation. If it's someone you know really well or you're friends with, definitely be like, hey – I I do that now where it's just like rather than sit there and worry about it, it's so much easier to just say like, hey, I said this thing and I think it could have been interpreted this way and if it did, I'm so sorry. But if it's someone that you don't know very well and like you're so afraid you've made a bad first impression on, just make a really good second impression rather than going on and on about your bad first impression.
1: I think that's a really good middle ground.
0: Um, this happens a lot. This is from Kim and I've been in this conversation a lot. How do you react when this conversation happens? Friend, My car broke down or some other uncontrollable misfortune. Me. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Friend, it's not your fault. Like, clearly, I didn't make your car break down. He's saying sorry the wrong thing in this scenario. I think specifically here, I'm more experienced with me going, oh, sorry. And then them going, it's not your fault. As opposed to saying, I'm sorry to hear that. Right. But I I I get what you're saying.
1: That clears it up a little more. If you say, I'm sorry that happened to you. Or I'm, or I'm sorry to hear that. Or I'm sorry that's misfortunate. You know, something like that. I think you, if you if you expand it a little bit, you can get your point across that it is that you feel sympathy for the situation mm-hmm. without having them feel like you think you caused it.
0: Well, I think it's also you got to acknowledge that in that circumstance, your friend is being a bit of a turd. Because, like, if you said, that sucks, they wouldn't say, that doesn't inhale, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, you know what I meant, Todd. Like, Todd's being a turd, and he knows it. And I think that, you know, especially in that circumstance, if you're like, that makes your friend feel a little bit better after the car broke down, sure. But, like, I don't think anyone actually thinks you're really apologizing for the bad thing that happened to them. You're just being a bit of a turd. This is from Chad. Um, What's a typical situation that might call for a written apology?
1: Um, I think a situation where you need to replace or uh, give back the value of something that you have destroyed. I think that requires a a written apology. Uh, Like I said earlier, if your dog got into somebody else's flowers and you'd like to replace those flowers... Um, the The idea of the, the monetariness of the situation requires a written apology.
0: Now, I have, in the past, um, used written apologies in a circumstance in which I felt I had a lot to say about the scenario, and either I didn't think the person would want to hear it because they were very mad at me, or it's not something I wanted to engage in a conversation in, I just wanted to get my point across. Is that self-serving?
1: I think it is a little bit, but if you need a written apology in order to express your thoughts in a clear and succinct manner, then you should do it anyway.
0: But not if you, because I think that was the pitfall I used to fall into is like, well, I'm really going to explain myself here.
1: It's different if you're making excuses yeah. because a written apology isn't the way to make an excuse. You shouldn't apologize with an excuse. Um, but if you needed to organize your thoughts then it's a good way to go.
0: Let me ask you a judgment call because I think we've been talking about like excuses a lot. Is there an area in which, in your apology, in your opinion, that you could, that a justification is different from an excuse? For example, if you were to say like, I don't think I made it clear why I was so upset about the thing we were talking about, but here's an aspect of my life that you didn't know about in this argument. Like that kind of thing. Not an excuse so much as like, I don't think I was clear as to why I was feeling the way that I did or what had happened.
1: If you need to give maybe a little bit of backstory as to why you were so passionate or um, the delivery of what you said, I think that's okay. But if you are giving an excuse about what it is you said that hurt the other person, that's not okay. So it there's, sounds like there's no excuses for that. That's what you are apologizing for. Um, but if you want to give a little bit of your own, your own backstory as to the, the rising action, mm-hmm. I think that's all right.
0: So the difference between bringing clarity versus thinking the excuse makes it better. Exactly. Okay, Cool. Because I think that's the difference is it's one thing to be like, I want to be clearer versus so like, I guess I really didn't do anything wrong when you think about it that way.
1: Right. Like, that no, is no, unacceptable. No,
0: no. This is more a little bit more esoteric, but I like it because I think that it's something that we all kind of need to get better with. And Amy asks, how do you forgive someone who never apologizes to you?
1: Wow. Yeah. I, I know that a lot of um, Western religions put a lot of emphasis on forgiveness. Um, maybe even where the person who wronged you doesn't ask for it or doesn't deserve it.
0: Like turn the other cheek.
1: Exactly. Um, and so I think that that's kind of, if that's something that you believe in, that's what you need to rely on. But for some to forgive someone who doesn't ask for forgiveness, you really have to, figure out and weigh for yourself what that friendship is worth to you.
0: I think that's an excellent point. Cause I think I, I now that we are adults um, I hear a lot of adults say this and a lot of people come to the realization of like, Oh, you don't have to be friends with anybody. You know what I mean? so I think that everybody in their life has had one or more friends where it's like, you know, they're kind of a jerk and they act a little bit, but it's okay. Cause that's just them. And they're my friend. And it's like, If you find yourself over and over again having to learn to forgive someone who's not sorry for their terrible actions, they're not your friend. You are a friend to them, but they're not being a friend to you.
1: Right. So in this situation, you really need to figure out what this friendship means to you. And if it means more to you than it does to them, maybe you you just let it go. But if it...
0: It's the friendship bank.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't mean that much to you, maybe you need to let them go.
0: The friendship bank is a concept that I came up with a while ago that I'm really proud of. It's the (laughs) idea of like, are they depositing back into the friendship bank or are they just withdrawing? Mm -hmm. Because at a certain point, they're gonna overdraw. And at that point, like, you can either cancel their account or you need to have a sit down meeting with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is from Magda, which is a great name. (laughs) Um, Does over apologizing make your apologies worthless?
1: Well, I think over apologizing makes kind of an awkward situation for everyone. It, it makes it feel like the person you've apologized to hasn't forgiven you and you're begging for that kind of forgiveness. Oh,
0: that's interesting. You went with a different scenario than I did. Oh,
1: really? What did you think?
0: Uh, You're talking about like a specific occurrence. Someone keeps apologizing for the same thing. Mm -hmm. I was thinking somebody who constantly was like, hey, I hate to ask. Oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. I'm sorry. Like that their preface for everything was to apologize. Hmm. Because I think in that scenario, it's, it's, it's hard to know when the sincere one is. Right. You know, Right. Which is why I like that in the Japanese culture, there's three different versions. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if they apologize like this, you know that this is what they mean. But if they apologize like this. And so that idea of a friend who is always apologizing to you. I also think, once again, at that point, just like if you're self-apologizing all the time and like bumping into someone and going, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, talk to your friend and be like, hey, we're friends. Like, you don't have to. To do, it's okay to ask me for right. things. Right, and you
1: kind of tune it out after a while. If they begin every sentence with, I'm sorry, but. Exactly. But
0: right. to your point, I think you're absolutely correct. That once someone has forgiven you, you're not helping rebuild it if you keep apologizing. Exactly. You're just looking at the wound over and over again. Mm-hmm. You got to leave it covered yeah. so it can heal. Is that right? I don't know. Anything <laughs> you got to let it breathe. Keep it covered. You got to
1: leave it alone.
0: There you go. Don't <laughs> fiddle with it. One way or another. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, this is from Katie. My dad says that I should never say sorry if walking past slash through a large group. Only excuse me. Um, something about sounding weak, I think? I don't really get it. Do you understand his thought process? And should I always be saying excuse me rather than sorry?
1: Well, I think excuse me is is definitely a clearer way to get across what it is you need from those people.
0: And more appropriate to passing through people right to
1: that situation but i think sorry has become a lot has almost become a colloquialism um where if you can't hear what someone has said you say sorry when what you really mean is can you repeat that please
0: or if you're in ohio you say please which is
1: <laughs> can you so repeat confusing. That, <laughs> Oh, Travis! When I first Travis. moved to Ohio
0: and I was working retail and I'd be like, do you want paper or plastic? And then go, please? And I'm like, please what? <laughs> you didn't.
1: <laughs> like I said, as sorry has become in that way almost a colloquialism where you say it but you do what you mean is something else. So I kind of agree with your dad in the way of it's a lot clearer what you need from those people when you say excuse me. But I don't think that sorry conveys weakness. I think that it's it's just more of like something people say when they mean something else.
0: I definitely see his thought process though of like you shouldn't have to apologize. You need to get a place and they're in your way. But like I think that you're right in like today. Sorry is just kind of a catch-all term for excuse me and pardon me and I couldn't hear you, like all of those
1: All things. of that stuff. It, it's replaced a lot of different things, but it, you're not apologizing for what you're doing. I mean, maybe you are if you stepped on people's toes or whatever, but what you mean is excuse me and so why not say what you mean?
0: Say what you mean. That's a good place to end it, I think. All right. Um, Thank you for listening to Schmanners. I want to say once again, thank you to Jeff Porter for suggesting the topic. Apologies. If you have any ideas, you can tweet them at us at SchmannersCast, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. You can post them on the Facebook group. Uh, Just search for Schmanners the Podcast in the groups tab. You can email them to us. I believe it's SchmannersCast at gmail.com. And you know what? While you're at it, you should also listen to all the other amazing Maximum Fun shows. There's a new one called The Greatest Generation, a Star Trek podcast for people who feel a little bit embarrassed to be listening to a Star Trek podcast. Trek. Trek. Track. You know what I meant. <laughs> you know what I meant. I ain't sorry. Um, let's see. What else? What else should people do? Go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. They should um, go onto iTunes and buy our ringtone.
0: They should. It was written by Brent, Brentalfloss Black, who is my co-host on Trends Like These and a dear friend and an amazing composer.
1: And uh, they should check out the portfolio of Kayla M. Wassel, who she, did our beautiful banner and um, what is that? Thumbnail art.
0: Yes. You should also follow Teresa on Twitter and then go tell her congratulations because she is pregnant with a baby. Thanks, guys. It was pretty exciting. Um, And you can congratulate me, too. I'm at Travis McElroy, except I didn't do very much work. And Teresa's work continues on for many months. Um, But so for all of you who kept suggesting do an episode on pregnancy, there's a reason we haven't done it yet. (laughs) But we will do it in the future. I promise. Um, Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, thank you for joining our Facebook group. It is growing quite nicely. And I do appreciate the more uh, forum-like tone it has taken on, um, as everybody very politely suggests things, uh, suggests help for other posters
0: Um, so and thank you for listening once again if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to tell friends say hey you should check this out is a good way to tell someone they need to apologize to you (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think that's going to do it for us join us again next week
1: no RSVP required you've been listening to Schmanners Manners Schmanners get it